As we prepare to hear God's word, let us pray. Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts, may they be acceptable and pleasing to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture day today comes from Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. I encourage you to follow along at the bottom of the screen. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'm going to ask you a personal question. No need to say it out loud. Your response, this is rhetorical. If I was to ask you to look at your bank account, what would be the most important thing that you pay for each month? I looked at ours last week, and I was trying to figure out what determines most important. Would it be the thing that we spend the most money on? So that would be our mortgage. Would it be the thing that helps me as a working mom the most? Then that would be our sitter, who we could not do life without. Would it be what is most important for our children? Which would be the grocery and Chick-fil-A? Which, since COVID-19, has never been this high, with three boys who, even though they finish the dinner that they are so incredibly full from, are ready for a snack right after. If you were to have someone look at your expenses from the past month, what would they say are your priorities? What would they say is most important and valuable to you based on where you spend your money? I imagine that our homes and taking care of our homes is not the most important thing to us, even though that might be where we spend the most money. I bet if I asked any of you, you would say, no, it would be my family. It would be the, my health. It would be this education of my children and my grandchildren, my well-being, right? This is the thing. As followers of Jesus, we have been given this unique lens to look at different things in this world. We are called to value things in certain ways. And Jesus calls us to value all people, regardless of their faith, regardless of their financial standing, their sexuality, their gender, their economic level, or their mental health status. We, we value faithfulness, truth, and justice. We value honesty, and we value mercy. But Jesus also calls us to have a unique lens when we look at money and our resources. And they are such gifts, and we have been blessed with so much they are great tools for us and for others, but these resources are not our own. 
We are but stewards. God owns this. The scripture tells us that the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. And so because of this truth, Jesus calls us to live a generous life. The unnamed widow in our story embodies what it means to live a generous life. Jesus tells us that he sees her put in two copper coins, which would have been worth just about a penny. And then he lets us know it's all she had to live on. What you need to know is that in first century Palestine, widows were exempt from having to contribute to the treasury. It was out of the treasury that people like a widow or an orphan were provided for. This widow lives generously by giving sacrificially. Now, sacrificial giving is a term that has been used different ways throughout history. In ancient Israel, sacrificial giving literally meant for you to bring an animal that would be offered in sacrifice on an altar as an act of worship. In the early church, sacrificial giving had a communal understanding that everybody owned everything together. And so if you sold a piece of property, you were to let the church know how much you sold it for because a portion of that would go to the church. And recently, sacrificial giving has been defined as something that you do in order to get financial blessing. This is the thing is that Jesus doesn't ever mention any of those. Giving sacrificially is not giving because we have to. Sacrificial giving does not guarantee that everything in our lives will be blessed or that we will always be financially secure. Giving sacrificially is not an amount or a percentage. You know, I have been asked several times in ministry, what do I think about the tithe? The tithe meaning giving 10% of your income. I've been encouraged to preach the tithe. Well, I do believe that if everybody gave a tithe, that in God's ideal economy, all people would have what they needed and there would be enough for everyone. But friends, Jesus never encourages us to give a specific amount because Jesus isn't concerned about the amount of giving. Jesus is concerned about the attitude, the why and the how that we give. What we know about giving as modeled by Jesus is this. We give in trust. We give in response, knowing that what we are able to give is more blessed than it is to receive. You see, in the physical act of giving, there is blessing. Not blessing of financial return, not blessing of everything in your life is going to be okay, but in that very act, there is the blessing of gratitude and faithfulness. The widow models this generous life by giving sacrificially and by giving, trusting that God will provide for her needs. 
Professor of Biblical Studies Emerson Powery says people like the widow in first century, they gave because they believed in the goodness of the institution, the goodness of its leaders, and the need for the religious institution to remain. Perhaps she knew that once she gave it all, she would then need to rely solely on the resources from the community. Once she gave it all, she would have to trust that God through the community of faith would provide for her needs. You see, for the widow, the generous life was just to be faithful. I want all who are part of our community of faith to have that same trust that the widow had in this institution. Because of the pandemic, 2021 will be a year when the financial situation of so many in our community and in our country will continue to struggle. I want the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church to be a church where all are provided for as needed. And like the early church, I want our community to strive to increase the well-being, not just of our people, not just of the people that we know and that look like us, but those in our city, especially those that are experiencing homelessness and hunger, the materially poor, those that are battling addiction and mental health struggles. Imagine with me a city where those that are living on the margins, they knew that they could trust communities of faith with their two copper coins. That there are churches that would come alongside them and remind each person that they have dignity and they have worth no matter what their current situation is. That those communities were committed not just to putting a Band-Aid on their needs, but they were working to reshape the very systems that led to people's marginalization. For some reason, friends, we have been given so much to take care of and steward for God. And to much whom has been given, much will be required. How would our generosity be affected if we were to approach our financial giving like the widow? giving all that we had. This is what I know about the generous life. It impacts those around us. Jesus is sitting down opposite the treasury and there are crowds of people putting large sums of money. But what Jesus notices is the one widow. It's not the amount, it's her act of faith. Although we don't know for sure, this widow could have been giving back all she had to the very institution that had provided for her, helping her to live. Gifts to God? Friends, we don't even realize the impact that they can have. For me and Charlie, the money that we pledge and give to the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church is the most important money that we spend each month because we cannot help but respond to what God continues to do in our lives. Because we know at the end of the day, all that we have been given is not ours. It is God's. Because we know that when we give our money to God, that God 
multiplies our gifts in ways that if it was just in our hands, we would never be able to see. And because we know that returning to the Lord a portion of what is already God's is an act of faith. It is a physical act that reminds us who we are trusting with our lives. Will you join me in making a pledge to our annual planning season? We give because Jesus calls us to a generous life. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.